You're listening to Around Comics, a special edition book club episode spotlighting Charles Burns' Black Hole. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast. And Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. Hey there, folks. I'm Christopher Neesman, alongside Mr. Tom Caters. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. There's all these microphones, but it's just you and me. But they're all unplugged, except for these two. These two are the only two plugged in? They're the in? only two plugged in. Oh, finally. Uh, if you're all right, here's what I think <laughs> about Robert Kirkman. No, stop. Oh, okay, stop. sorry. If you are a first-time listener to Around Comics, you should know that this is not one of our regular episodes. Uh, each Monday, we have a roundtable discussion group, but this episode is spotlight lighting our uh, book club selection, Charles Burns' Black Hole. Which blackest Hole. It's, it is the Blackest you Hole. You fall into a black hole. <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been talking about this book for about two years now. It was, I think, uh, originally uh, Phil Hester had suggested this in an interview. Episode, in like, episode like, 10 episode, or 11. And that, it's been well over two years. And we've been teasing this you know, ever since then. Yep. And, and so we've, uh, we finally have uh, made it a book club selection, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, if you have not read Black Hole, we're obviously going to be talking about the book in depth. And if you haven't bought Black Hole yet... It's too late. <laughs> it's, it's never too, too late. late. It's never Don't too bother. Late. Listen to us and you'll find out everything that happens. You should know that Black Hole is still available at InStockTrades.com. But hurry. Yes. They're selling out Mine's fast. going on eBay for $50. <laughs> InStockTrades.com is your source for uh, all things collected from deluxe hardcovers, trade paperbacks, showcases, essentials, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more, all at great discounted prices. And uh, you can pick Black Hole up there uh, for a great discounted price. Remember that all orders are $50. Do, in fact, ship for free. And uh, stick around to the end of the episode to find out what our new book club selection is. But uh, right now we're going to dive into the blackest of holes. So, uh, <laughs> black, you fall into a black hole. Uh, Tom, I, yes. I don't know if we need to even give, uh, quote unquote, a recap or the the Hollywood pitch of Black Hole. It, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a hard book to say. This is what it's about. It's about teenage angst, Chris. <sighs> it's about uh, it's about angst in the '70s and kids and. Uh, you have these kids sort of living in a suburban environment. There's a sexually communicated disease going around that makes people deformed, and it makes some of the uh, kids separate themselves out from in the dogs barking. Yeah, well, it's here. So the dogs barking. <laughs> and uh, some of the kids separate themselves out, and it becomes sort of a, a horror story involving, you know, what's happening to all these these deformed kids, some of them are getting murdered, and some are falling in love. Uh, it becomes less about the deforming disease and more just about, you know, being young and trying to fit in in the world. Well, see, you did it. Show. There you go. Okay. There you go. That's a wrap. Bitch. Done. That's a wrap. All right. Show Come over. back next. No. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that, is, that is exactly what, uh, what the premise of the book is about. It is, uh, I think, described by a lot of people as being, and, and me, um, it, probably not accurately, as being a horror book. And 
after rereading it again, I don't know if you had to peg me down and say, where would you categorize this? I don't know if I would say this is a horror genre book. Uh, I don't think you're supposed to be... I don't think you're supposed to be scared, really. I mean, I don't think at the end you're supposed to be like, oh, this is horrifying. You yeah, know, it, horrible it, things happen. Oh, and there, there are certain horror aspects to it with the with this mutating communicable disease, yeah. and there there are certainly moments in it that you're like, Ugh. Yeah, exactly. It's creepy. Like, uh, a lot of vagina imagery, if you're scared of vaginas. <laughs> yes, yes, I think some, someone, on our, someone on our forum described it as the, the big scary vagina book. There's, there's also uh, penises in the book. There's nudity, by the way, there's. if you're reading this on the train, <laughs> and all of a sudden you open to an arc, unless I keep opening the page with a man's exposed genitalia, and yes. you're on the train, and you look around, and you're like, did anyone just see me looking at this black <laughs> and white? I'm not a dirty book? old man. I'm not a dirty I'm old man. I'm not a dirty old man. It's literature. <laughs> but um, If I was reading about a penis, no one would care, but because I'm looking at a picture, oh, right, a finely there. drawn picture of one. <laughs> yeah, now I'm a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like to do their own like mashup descriptions mm-hmm. of uh, movies or, or books or whatnot. I feel like you're about to. Here's All my right, here's well. here's my kooky little mashup. Do it. Th- this is dazed and confused meets it's the hills have eyes. eyes. Yes, that's yeah, that's good mashup. That's yeah, good. Yeah. I like it. I, I feel like uh, I'm gonna say it's like nine oh two one oh meets. Um, I'm trying to think about like the most famous movie involving communicable diseases. diseases. Yeah, there aren't aren't that many, so I guess I'll have to wait a few years, and then yeah. I'll have a better one. And the band played on. And the band played on. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's not a good. That's not a good. No one up. wants to. Yeah, no but one wants to read that. No, it, it definitely has a dazed and confused feel to it because this yeah. is this is 1970s suburban Seattle and it's it's all high school kids that are are coming out of the sexual revolution drug culture yeah. of of the late 70s and so it definitely has late 60s the, is it late no, it's it's this seven. is mid seventies, but they're coming out of the sexual thing of the sixties. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so I just want to get our history. Not nudity is important to me, Chris. I know it is, Especially but real no, it, it is that that seventies that seventies yeah. era where you know it was it was a lot of uh, a lot of free love. Which is still sixties, I know, but it was it, people were sexually promiscuous and maybe not the safest whenever they were having sex, and so there was certainly the um, the communicable disease, which they called the bug, yeah, in in Black Hole, which not like uh, not like gonorrhea, no, this uh, turns you into a mutant. <laughs> you uh, you can have a little mouth on your neck that talks when you're asleep. I mean, I, I found a Webbed lot hands. of the deformities were sort of interesting in and of themselves, like imagery-wise of like, you know, one guy, Rob, who's one of the main characters, mm-hmm. has a little mouth on him. Which talks. Which talks, and uh, I, I found it interesting because there are situations where his mouth is saying stuff that he wouldn't say, you know, when he's awake, but it's, it's a lot of interesting allegories sort of with things that uh, affect sort of people who are disenfranchised when they're young you know you have a pc that tells the truth even when you don't want to you have uh the main girl seems to shed her skin you know oh chris yeah chris the skin just comes off like in big you know whole sheets you know and you know obviously you know the imagery of brand new skin and which uh, it's also sort of weird because a lot of the deformities by the end uh, by the end aren't really 
deformities. The, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's something of, that was interesting. Is yeah. that is that you had some cases where I mean, these people were going to be outcast from society no matter what they did because yeah. the the mutation was so extreme. It's horns coming out of you your head, like a cat face or something. Yeah. And then there were some people like one of the other main characters, Keith, who just had some you know little tadpoles. Yeah, ta- yeah, 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 tadpoles yeah. under his under his armpit, or you know, uh, Wiz or Eliza who had a tail. I mean, stuff that you could cover up and 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 still exists in society. Yeah. But then there were people that were you know that they were obviously going to Completely forever outcast be outcast. Him, which I thought was I thought was pretty interesting because once you get to the part where they start talking about the bug, I think you believe that the story is going to go just about that and that's what the story is going to be but it isn't really i mean that's just part of it that's sort of an identifier it's, it's almost it's almost like a symbolism of just like uh <coughs> growing up it's not it, because it doesn't take over the story overall because most of the even the horror elements of the story come from that somebody's killing some of the you know the people that are hiding in the woods but it isn't necessarily all about the d- the deformity. You know, when you find out why the um, I forget what the gentleman's name, the guy with the cat face, oh, who's committing Dave, 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 who's committing the murders, it doesn't really have to do with the bug. He's always been a lonely guy. Yeah, you find yeah. out that he the things that are wrong with him you, are you, always wrong you with could, him. You could take the actual mutations and deformities out of this, and Black Hole still works. Yeah. These these are runaway kids that are living, that are outcasts living in the woods, and then there are these other kids that are kind of living on the periphery of that but still existing in society, yeah. but feel as much of outcast in in their lives as these people yeah. so you know this could be you know any any kids usa it's it's the it's the deformities that add obviously a strong graphic element yeah. and really hammer the point out how outcast these kids well, there's, are there's there's also like the two sort of parallel uh love stories that are going on you mm-hmm. know you have your rob and chris which has a tragic ending to it you know chris being like this very popular girl who starts seeing Rob and he gives her the disease the kind bug, of by accident kind of by accident he thinks that she knows that he has it but she doesn't really so now they're both kind of in it together and Rob ends up you know dead and she's sort of abandoned and it's sort of like the worst case scenario but then you have uh, Liza and, and uh, Keith and Keith who sort of find each other and are okay with what happened to it, them it and this brings them together yeah. and, and they actually you you hope and there's definitely that that foreshadowing that they're going to come out of this and they're going to be okay and they're okay and the the bug hasn't ruined doesn't ruin their lives no. that's not it isn't like that and that was the thing about chris the 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 girl who was the object of keith's affection originally and then he kind of uh, kind of grows up throughout the book and then falls in love with eliza who he really finds is is more of his you know quote-unquote soulmate yeah but but chris she falls into the camp of having one of these mutations that she could have lived a normal life with she, yeah, you know, it was. She uh, runs away for different reasons. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and it, it, I, I do find that interesting in the stories that she, she's not, she doesn't look like an outcast. She makes herself an outcast. Um, she knows that she has the disease, but it doesn't affect her. You know, she just sloughs off her skin. You know, in big, mm-hmm. you know, in one whole sheet. You know, and and she kind of makes the 
Now, there's some shitty things that happen to her. Yeah. You know, she's a young, she's a, a young woman in love, and that ends very tragically for her. But she, for all accounts, she even talks about it later in the book that she could go home. Her parents would welcome her back you know, immediately, and she could go right back to her life. She just doesn't have it figured out and doesn't know if that's really yeah. what she wants. It's, it's a thing that I think a lot of high school-age people come to is, is whenever you, you're in that very thin window of approaching adulthood, yet, yet all things from your childhood are very close in the rearview mirror of yeah. trying to figure things out of what, it, what does the future hold for me, where can I go... Centrist antagonizing yeah. the dog. Centrist yeah. antagonizing the it, dog, yeah. I mean, whenever you're, whenever you're 16, 17, 18 years old, it can feel like every day is your last day, and it's never going to get any better. Well, it's, sort of, it's sort of interesting because a lot of the kids that sort of run off, they live in like this, it's like a fantasy world where they live in this forest, so are they just going to live in that forest forever? You know, what... You know, what's the solution? What are they going to do with their lives? Are they just going to sit there? Is yeah. that it for you know? Is that it for them? Well, it, yeah. w- it was it was ver- it was a very uh, very high school thing. It's like if you are going to ferret yourself off in the woods and say, okay, I can't live in society. I have to go live in the woods. What are you going to take with you? You know, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna you're gonna take the the right provisions and yeah. you're gonna you know thinking in in an adult planning way. You know, you're gonna take the right stuff. What do they take into the woods? Like. Cheetos, yeah. Snicker bars, yeah. you know, potato chips, and it's like a weird so, camping trip. That, yeah, and that, it's like, well, yeah, you know, that's probably what I would have taken yeah, at and that like, time. This is my plan. I'm going to bring a bag of Cheetos with me out to the forest. I can live on Cheetos for weeks. Well, uh, speaking separately, just from the the story, you know, it's uh, the artwork in it is oh. sort of like a woodcut sort of look to it black and white lots of black this the book's a lot of black it is with a little white in it it's the first thing you know i mean the story yeah. we, we talk about the story and it and the story is very engaging you you dive into it and and you every one of these characters is fully realized in a way that you by the end of the book you know their motivations you know who they are they're little bits and pieces of you in a lot of these characters but the art the art is absolutely gorgeous it's each page is its own little own little masterwork and you you almost can't describe it. you have to go look at it but it but it does have a very woodcut or yeah. uh, scratchboard the very look to the it. only criticism i would have for the art is at times especially at the beginning it's hard to know who character sometimes the characters look samey yeah if if, if, if 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 rob didn't have the little goatee he, you would be indistinguishable from from keith cri- yeah from yeah. keith and a few t- until you start to get their voices, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of confusion because the guys have long hair, the women have long hair, yeah. and a little bit at first it can be. Uh, I know the first time I read, and even the second time I read through it, the first couple of was like, "Wait, who is this? Who is this? Everyone, they're all uh, teenagers, mm-hmm. and they all have same length of hair, and they're all until you get the voice." And but by the t- by the end of the book, that's it's really not confusing. No, it's not at confusing all. at all. You know, the first I mean, that's the issues. only that's the only thing I'd say right at the beginning is that you, it's pretty easy to get tripped up on what, who is who. I think one of the one of the very interesting things about Black Hole and the artwork is that Charles Burns released this as twelve individual issues. Did that over ten years. Must have been a killer to wait for that next issue to come out. Wow, uh, you you talked about are the like, divisions in the book? Are like the twelve issues? Are they? Because <coughs> there's um, chapters, but the chapters are very in length. 
a lot. Yeah, so. well, there there were chapter breaks in the issues. Yeah. So you might get uh, you might get fifteen pages in a chapter, and then it will there'll be a division there, and then you'll get what like. Uh, five or ten. Yeah. They may have been 30 pages. I'm not for sure. I think they were 30 page issues. So you'll get 20 pages of uh, of one chapter and then 10 of the next. And then the next issue would go like, you ten know, of 10 that. and then 20. What a weird way to do that. Yeah, but it's, um, you know, it, I, I think it works. It, it's weird because I've read it in single issues and I've read it as a collected and it reads very well both ways, but I actually kind of prefer the single issue. Really? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I could not imagine reading this over a course of ten years. No, of ten years. <laughs> but I, but I did like reading each individual issue. It gave it a it gave it a, a perfect uh, amount of uh, breath in between in between issues. But what's fascinating is that he did this over ten years. And if you look at the art in issue one and the art in issue twelve, they are pretty much identical. Is that good or bad, though? I think it's awesome. Okay, it, it's you, interesting. I would wonder. I would ask him. If he, in his own art, had gotten beyond what he'd done in mm-hmm. the first issue, but had to make a conscious effort to not to keep the same to keep the same quote unquote like, voice of. But you got to think if you're an artist and you're working, you're an artist over the course of ten years. You're gonna change. Your style has your style is gonna change. Your like what you want to do is gonna change. Mm-hmm. And maybe perhaps someday I will ask Charles Burns like if by the end he was at all interested. Like, what if he had moved on? You <laughs> yeah. know, what if he had moved on if to something it, if else? It, if at year eight, where you're like, oh, fuck, another issue. I got to do, I you know. I got to hammer these Not off. like that, but, like, was he doing everything else he was working on, all his other ideas, mm. were they different significantly from this, but because he knew what else he'd done, he had to keep doing the style that he did. You know, the, the first piece of Charles Burns ago. art that I remember seeing, and I didn't know it was Charles Burns at the yeah. time, Iggy Pop's Brick by Brick album. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, his, he did the he did the cover art for that, and you look at it now, it's like, oh yeah, that's Charles Burns. It's Charles Burns, his yeah. absolutely distinctive style. But uh, yeah, I think it was amazing that that the art stayed absolutely consistent. You, if you pick this up, you would, you would have th- no idea that it yeah. was over the course of d- ten years. No, no. That it, it would t- no. It, seamless. Yeah. it seems like it's written for to me reading it. I couldn't tell that it was divided in single issues. Into single issues at all. I tell you what, the uh, if you ever have a chance, and you can probably find out like comicbookdb.com to yeah. to look at the the cover art for these. Absolutely is the, gorgeous. Is the cover art in the chapters? No, no then the cover art is not in here. The, the son of a bitch, Charles Burns. Not just cover, but cover and back cover. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my cover and back art. <laughs> they're they're absolutely absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, you I, have the hardcover and I have the softcover. Mm-hmm. What do you think that means? I'm cheaper than you. I'm have. making up for something. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> the softcover was out when I bought it. I think I borrowed your hardcover when I read yeah. it the first. When we were going to do it the first time, like yeah. a year and a half ago. <laughs> What's funny is that this hardcover has now been loaned out like at least four or five times. You always get it back. I always do. You get always it back. get it back. Yeah. yeah. It was I had to, I had to scramble this week. I went over to a, a buddy of mine who uh, doesn't doesn't really read comics, and I let him borrow this like uh, before he took a trip to Italy. Yeah, and, and he read it on the plane and came back, and all he could say is, "I read it. We'll talk." 
So I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I asked him if he liked it. He said he's going to ask if you have emotional problems. Uh, probably. Like, <laughs> Chris, is everything okay with you these days? Everything all right with you? What else has Charles Burns done sequential story-wise? Oh, gosh. Um, you're going to ask me that, aren't you? Well, if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, I just... He's not a name you hear yeah. thrown about. I think he... Uh, I believe that he does a lot of commercial stuff. I mean, I haven't heard his name really associated with anything besides that Iggy Pop, the Iggy Pop cover mm-hmm. art, and this. You know, like, I, I don't hear his name bandied about with a, a lot of different stuff that's out there. Well, let me take a so look I'll here. So let me take a look at it. Who's your favorite character in the book? Uh, I liked Rob a lot. Okay. Um, he's obviously uh, a pretty tragic character. Yes, uh, I think he's a lot like a lot of you know a lot of high school guys. Doesn't know what he wants. Doesn't takes everything real serious. Sort of his his flippancy in certain things leads to him to being very serious about getting committed to things that maybe are outside of his depth. Mm-hmm. And I just like his uh, his um, deformity the best. I think it's the best one with the little mouth. That talks <laughs> when he's sleeping. Yeah, you know, his, his like subconscious is isn't that a isn't that a, a nightmare for everyone? Yeah, is to have another mouth on your body that that you don't control admits the truth. Yeah, yeah. that just talks when you don't want it to. You know, <laughs> and there's also it's it's almost like there was a precognitive ability to the mouth that yeah, there was knew a couple something of, bad was going to happen it knew something was wrong and yeah. and i think that rob and his subconscious as the as he and chris have kind of relocated to the woods and and there's sort of blair witch dolls hanging yeah. now did that pre that must have predated blair witch i believe so interesting i would always i wonder if they got that idea for, or if that's just in something that's around well the little dolls made out of like shit that are hanging in the well forest. they do that in the Pacific Northwest is that a Pacific Northwest thing? I is that know. a Seattle? I thought kilts were a Seattle <laughs> thing I had no idea that creepy um, dolls uh, Charles Burns has worked as the penciler on uh, Big Baby Black Hole Brain Dead The Mammoth Book of Best Crime Comics uh, McSweeney's Quarterly Concern oh all these um, highbrow raw has he done anything lowbrow that taboo, I might enjoy hard hat uh, books Books for the hard hat crowd, Chris. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think so. For the slobs. Uh, Maybe so for the slobs. yeah, it's uh, comicbookdb.com. You can go and check out a lot of that stuff. Um, I, I obviously liked uh, like Keith. I think he fit my personality yeah. uh, quite a bit. He was he was the kid that that really means well. Um, was very much a people pleaser yeah. and and wanting to do the nice thing to get the girl and to uh, to kind of make his way through life and I think that he through through the course of the book kind of kind of wakes up to to reality and and sees his own value and own worth and that it's not necessarily tied into how people view him. Or or think of him. Yeah. You know, he has this thing where repeatedly talks about he's the one who always wants to be somewhere else. Yeah. You know, he's never really happy where he is until the end, where he's like everything's gonna be okay, and he seems very content yeah. in the moment for the very first I'm time. I'm never gonna let you house sit for me then, if Keith. You're just gonna <laughs> you're gonna allow a bunch of derelict, <laughs> creepy kids to move into my place, and they're all gonna get shot. Keith is the worst worst house sitter ever. <laughs> Not good. Man, I, I forget who said this, 
but a pussy don got you killed. <laughs> I believe that's in the uh, extras to the Scarface movie. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's after the all, all of him wanting to be with Chris for that short period gets him into all that sort of trouble, but also pushes him to run off with Eliza. So you know, it works out. And, and, I, and I think Eliza is is another fascinating character that you get just enough of her in the book that she's that she's very endearing and uh, she just borders on almost pathetic at a couple times, yeah. but it becomes very redeemed in the yeah. end. And it was I, I think as you look back on it, was kind of constantly looking for someone to help take care of her a yeah. little bit. Not not in a not in a, a woe is me, I'm I'm you know, very meek sort of way, but she needed someone She was to, the fit for uh, Keith. Yeah, yeah. 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 She made she helped make Keith feel like he had worth. Well Chris didn't never want a Keith's help. No. Sort of yeah. She no. didn't want anyone's help. Unless yeah. he was convenient. Yeah, you know, and that was the... Not that any of us have ever been in that fucking situation. (laughs) God, tell me about it, man. (laughs) Uh, That tiny mouth of mine. Mm -hmm. Can't shut up. Um, Who do you think the hero of the book is? Or if you were to pick a a protagonist of Black Hole? Probably Keith. Think so? I think it's Keith. I I waver on that. I want to think it's Keith, but in a lot of ways, I think it's Chris. I... But I don't leave the book liking Chris. I I I'm on the fence on that. I want to like her, and I think that she may be starting to get to. It leaves it very yeah. open ended as to what how happened? her as to how her story ends. Yeah. But I want to. I, I still want her to end up okay, and I hope that she's maybe learned from what's happened. Yeah. And you can see her. She's sitting on the edge of of maybe going back and being a part of the world again yeah but she's just not quite ready and so i was rooting for i you know i hope that she comes out of the ocean at the end and and goes to have dinner with the people on the beach and then goes back home you know she's she's so weak she is very weak in that that she everything sort of falls apart around her for no reason other than that she just lets it yeah you know like there's no reason why she really had to run away. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that she really liked Rob, you want she you let her whole world fall apart because of her. him. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's part of you that thinks that even if she and Rob had run off and been quote unquote okay for a while, it wouldn't have ended. It doesn't well. make any yeah. s- because that's it's such a weird, it's such a weak relationship because she puts herself in a position where she depends completely on Rob, and when he dies, she falls apart. She almost she almost dies herself. Actually, I just wanted we have some uh, some comments. What? Our, That's yeah. a fantasy football draft list you have there. <laughs> under, under, under the ESPN top 200. Weird. I'm drafting fifth in my league this year. Weird. Very happy. All right. Uh, oh, Six-team league. If you would like to uh, like to become uh, part of our book club, you can go to aroundcomics.com. We have send a, us twenty dollars. Uh, send us twenty dollars. We can uh, or we have a a, a book club uh, sub forum where uh, where we discuss and talk about the the books. I'm going to get a little bit more involved in that uh, this next go around. I've been slacking, Tom. You're weak. Uh, You're weak, like uh, you. Chris is weak is the theme. Chris is weak. Chris in the book. (laughs) All right. uh, This comes from Sunnyvale Trash. He He likes to talk. He likes to talk. He bullet pointed, though. 
Oh, that's this classy. is good. All right, finished reading this uh, yesterday. Did he cross post it from the black hole forum? Maybe. <laughs> Said fantastic book, and he bullet points his uh, thoughts on the art. Expressive characters. Number one. <laughs> Tons of reoccurring symbols and images to reinforce the themes in the book, which is absolutely Penises correct. and vaginas. Um, cuts. Look, look like vaginas. Bones. Uh, I've never seen so many vagina-shaped objects in my life. Yeah. Excellent use of, of surreal, dreamlike moments. Yeah. There was talking about surreal and dreamlike. There yes. was an, there was an entire issue dedicated to an acid trip. Which, so, yeah. which on top of all of the mutations and craziness going on, just I've had that had trip, it. man. <laughs> I had a trip once where I, an elf asked me for a cigarette. <laughs> His face was in a tree. <laughs> Even though there was a fairly large cast, I had no trouble telling them apart. Uh, water often looked like blood, and there are some scenes in bathtubs that are hard to just. Uh, yeah, you do think people yeah. have killed themselves yeah. a lot. There's a lot of scenes where you walk into people in dark bathtubs. That woman's dead. She's dead. Oh, wait, no. Go away. Go away. Uh, so the writing was realistic. Dialogue it definitely had a, a very uh, a very teenage. Uh, voice to it, and it, it, yeah. I felt like these were teenagers that were talking. So yeah, yeah, it it, it fit. They, they used watch. a lot of lingo. Yeah, they there talked were, about these, like these the these, rollers these weren't thirty-five no. or forty-year-old voices coming out of teenage, you know, which drawings. makes me suspicious about Charles Burns. <laughs> Spent a lot of time with teenagers. Yeah, over the course of ten years. <laughs> uh, resonant conclusions to each plot line, even though they weren't necessarily definitive endings. Yeah, they were both both endings were uh, were, were kind of open ended, but that's life. Write uh, your own final chapter. <laughs> opening for fan fiction. Yep. A wide array of emotions on display, very dynamic. Uh, palpable sense of alienation, disappointment, happiness, confusion, etc., etc., etc. Alpha Fright uh, writes in and. Uh, uh, Check out was, my webcam. It was an inter- <laughs> an engaging eye opener. It's rare that I'll I'll read something and be uh, intrigued by it. And those uh, vag symbols were a great illusion of uh, mental puberty. So twisted, you can only turn to the next page and read on. It's <laughs> Mike ra- Norton's eating a foot long sub, and every time he hears vagina, <laughs> it's rare to see the book uh, a book like this where the art and the writing combine to twist the format of panel layout, which is absolutely dead on. It makes me wonder if I'm the only person that had um, a good high school experience. <laughs> You know, I think it's filled with good and bad. I think that is high school. It's, yeah. It hopefully is filled with good and bad and learning besides, experiences. Besides um, when I w- lived in the forest. <laughs> like sure. the kids in the book. Did well, you know, talking about the, the forest, I was thinking about how important yes. location was to this. This is set in suburban Seattle. And, you know, Seattle is, is uh, very wet and rainy. It's very forested and green and lush. Men wear kilts. Men wear kilts. And it's also very close to the ocean. Uh, yeah. and, and all of those elements play very heavily into... The one thing I did, I really liked about location, though, is it really captures when you're a teenager. Before you can get into a bar, when you want to do like we- like illegal shit, you have to go weird places like parks or like forests. Yep. Places you would never go as soon as you are 20. Like, if you wanted... I remember drinking in like, a case an Where are you going? silo. Yeah. Like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, something I, you, you would have to pay me to do now. Hey, like, man, we used to drink in a strip mine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I grew up in southern Illinois. We got a lot of strip mines. Did anyone ever die in the mines? No. No. You just said... He the, winked at me when he said that. Urban, he said, no, ur- urban, Well, urban myth. Yeah, no, no, no one that we knew. Hey, Chris, no one died down... <laughs> yeah, no one died down there. Wink. Yeah, no one died. Many were killed, though. <laughs> uh, may, 
How many yeah. people did you kill in those mines? Not. My name is not Dave. How many people did you not save from dying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the right question to get the truth here, Chris. No, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I I, I used to drink in woods and strip mines. and. We used to drink on a frolf, frolfing course. A what? Frisbee golf. <laughs> it was on a, in a high school. It was this place, uh, Baird Cre- Baird's Creek, that had a, a giant hill that kids would slide down. But in the summer... You drive a car into the forest, you climb up on the hill, and you could drink. And if the cops came, you had enough time to, <laughs> to run. To it. To run. And one night, I let my uh, let one of my friends drive my car because he was going to go uh, uh, meet up with this girl. And then the cops came, and everyone scrambled, and I had nowhere to go. So I sat in the forest by myself for two and a half hours. <laughs> 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 Do you have anything out. to read? I had, no. It was too dark. I just sat like... Thinking, oh shit, oh shit, how am I going to get home? Is that a flashlight? Is that a flashlight? Is it come? <laughs> so, uh, uh, final thought, overall impression, would you would you suggest uh, this to somebody that hasn't read a comic before? I have two suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very good, and I think anybody would enjoy it. And number two, if you're a teenager and you need to drink, find somebody who has quote-unquote cool parents. <laughs> <laughs> don't go into the forest. Don't run away to like have your fun. If you have a cat face, you know, just get over it. Yeah, and uh, whenever you're about ready to have sex with someone, and and you say, "I yeah. know, I know," never say "I yeah. know" because uh, they're trying to tell you something's <laughs> fucked up. And don't yeah. go, no, no. Ma- make sure that everything is out on the table. Yes. Otherwise, uh, you may be peeling your skin off. I know. What? <laughs> I have a tiny mouth on my chest. I know. <laughs> How do you know? So, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, loved it. Um, what strip mine did you <coughs> kill all those people in? I didn't kill anyone. How many... What strip mine did you drink at? Wink, <laughs> wink, yeah. <laughs> Um, FBI go to the strip mine. It, it was it was an old, old Ben old Ben coal company. Um, it was uh, for Route 13. All right, yep. there you go. FBI, send out the sniffing dogs now. I'm All right, be calling because Southern Illinois police <laughs> to go check out this mine. Don't I pulled all the teeth? <laughs> oh God! Oh God! There aren't going to be any hands or feet. Just a bunch of torsos no, no, in that mind. Yeah, no hands, feet, or heads. Uh, <laughs> this book has messed with all of yeah. us. Yeah. All right, uh, shall we announce our next uh, book club selection? Duke, Captain. This month, or the next six weeks, whatever it yeah. takes us, uh, and you can pick this up at instocktrades.com, is uh, Tom DeLand's True Story, Swear to God, Archive, Volume 1. I imagine that we won't go on a tangent when we talk about this one about you killing people in my strip mine. I hope not. I hope. I hope not for his sake. Maybe. If his love story involves a strip mine or hey, weird, murder. Sh- weird shit happens in Puerto Rico, man. What if him, him and his wife got together because they killed somebody in a strip mine? Hey, we're gonna find out. Yeah, th- this is. We're true. all gonna find this out together, yep. everyone. This is a true story. Swear to God, and uh, and it is exactly what it says. It is. It's uh, Tom B. Land's uh, true life story, and it's a uh, it's 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 a life story. It's a love story. I've heard great things about it. Have not read it, so we're gonna be finding about finding out about this with everyone else. Uh, uh, you can pick that up in stock trades. They've got it for forty seven percent off the cover price, so you can pick it up for a, a minuscule ten dollars fifty nine cents. One of those cents. great uh, image essentials. Pretty yes. much, the black and white image yeah. phone book. Yeah, sure. But, uh, well, it's a, it is a. Um, 
And we didn't just uh, just stumble on this one. It is a six-time Eisner-nominated series. Yes. So it is it is critically acclaimed, and I am really looking forward to uh, digging so into I. it. So all right, right then. So there you go. Uh, we'll be back in a month or six weeks with that. Uh, go to the forum. Yep. We're going to have a discussion group about it. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, until next time, this has been the Around Comics Book Club episode. Come back on Monday for uh, a regular full-length Around Comics yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. you're going to get this. Thanks, folks. Ceiling half the time, hanging round the ceiling half the time. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2008.